Brandon, the yeah. time has come. Oh, you're saying you finally did what you were supposed to do? I I finished my assignment. Yep. House of the Dragon has been fully watched. By millions of Americans. And now three weeks later, after the fact. Finally, I finished it. Whatever, it's all good. It's no time like the present. So I think... Oh, by the way, welcome to the Random Fan with Brandon. Brandon. Episode 140. 140. And H-O-T-D. Is in effect yes. House of the Super hotted, yeah. Super. So, so yeah, no. I've been I've been waiting with mostly patient, baited fire breath. Yeah, ah. for you to finish so we can do this conversation. Very excited to get your thoughts, and it's been really tempting because this whole time I've been like, oh, what about this? And I know it has the guy that you love, and you know, so I've the figured, guy that oh, Matt Smith. Yeah. Ah, well, I'm, I'm a Doctor Who fan, so yeah, for sure. So I was just like. Really been patiently waiting. Really excited to talk about this. For anyone listening, uh, full spoilers ahead mm-hmm. this episode as we talk about House of the Dragon. Yeah, let's just get into it almost. Almost, because yeah. we have a fake sponsor. And I think this will be really relatable because I'm willing to bet, mm-hmm. based on the names that I see in the uh, the casting crew on this show, uh-huh. there's probably a Scottish person in that show. Oh, I guarantee it. Yeah. I mean, everyone on that Tiny little island. There's like 16 actors, and they just use them for everything. All the Harry Potter stuff, all the Doctor Who stuff, all the Game of Thrones stuff. Yeah. All the same actors. Pretty much so. And even Scottish ones. And I would imagine they don't have a lot of time to read. They probably like taking like long flights sometime to get to, you know, one side of the country to the other. Oh, definitely. So why don't we, you know, help them out, propose a solution with an exclusive just to our podcast. Now, you you know what I'm talking about. I but do. Everyone else is going to find out. Uh, <laughs> this episode is sponsored exclusively by a new audiobook. Yeah, uh, that you can only get. Through us. Through us. And we'd like to tell you a little more about it through the next 60 seconds or so. So uh, please give a listen, won't you? Introducing the quintessential Scottish audiobook experience exclusively offered to the random fandom with Brandon and Brandon listeners. It's called... Our Son, Carson, and Arson. It's the first of six books, chronicling the struggles of an aging Scottish couple. Duncan, a recently retired swamp stomper turned amputee, and Agatha, suffering from level three Scottish Alzheimer's, as they come to terms with a fiery accusation leveled at their son, the embroiled Carson. An accusation so scorching, it threatens their very way of life. Here now is a random fandom with Brandon and Brandon exclusive world premiere audio sample of our son Carson and Arson. Ah, Agatha, what are we going to do? About what? Our son. Our son? What's his name? That's Carson. What's wrong with our son Carson? I told you, woman, he's been accused. Accused? Accused of what exactly? Arson. Our son? Yes, Carson! Accused of arson? Aye, I don't know what to do. Who did what now? Our son, Carson, and the accusation of arson! Duncan, what are you shouting for? Please, whisper it to me. Now, who are we talking about? Our son. Which son? Carson. What did our son Carson do? Arson. Oh, Carson. 
Why couldn't ye be more like your twin brother Larson, my sweet Duncan? Please give me a two-armed hug. Download this random fandom with Brandon and Brandon exclusive audiobook today on Scottable. Scottable, that's Scottish Audible, a subsidiary of Scottish Amazon. Which is a Scottish subsidiary of Amazon. Critics are hailing this as the definitive novella Scottish arson-based struggles with a perfect complement of Alzheimer's and amputation. Download it today. Oh, man, did we purposely theme this episode? So Scottish people uh-huh. uh, reading Scottish audio or listening to Scottish Scottish audiobooks. <laughs> and then it was about fire, clearly. It was. Yeah, which is something that dragons breathe. Right. They, yeah. Dragons, did you know this? This is a true fact. Dragons are the number one arsonists in the world. Yeah. This, I, I read that. And I'm sure it's... In an audiobook. And I felt it just yeah, now as yeah. you told me that you read it. So let's get into House of the Dragon. Yo, this show was fire. I kept on calling it House of Dragons. It's House of the Dragon. There are more than one. Yes, but it's just a dragon is their crest. Sure. And, and sigil. Oh, that makes sense. That's where yeah. that... Uh. I don't why I didn't put that together. Yeah. Is there and the and the crest is isn't it is it me or is it many headed dragons? Like a like a hydra. Yeah, I've never quite understood that meaning it's just like we are the dragon collectively, but yeah. we have many dragons. Well let's get into this show. Okay. Starting How deep do you want to go? We can get in pretty deep. Yeah. But let's just start from an overview. Overview, great. Yeah. Um, it had been, what, three years since Game of Thrones concluded? Something like that. Yeah, I feel, feel like 29. It was pre-COVID. And and I'll admit, this Go was ahead. something that I, after the last season, yeah. I wasn't, I didn't care about. I The last season burned, we're like, let's just, by the way, let's just do a bunch of fire puns if we can. On a scales of one to ten, how much do you want <laughs> nice. But like, I was, I felt burned after season eight. I think that's the group consensus yeah. when I say group to the people who got into Game of Thrones to any extent, but to, you know, that finished it and mm-hmm. watched that last season, just like, it's going to get better, right? And then the finale came and you're like, oh, no, no. Oh, it got worse. Yeah. Which is still something I'm trying to keep secret because you rewatched Game of Thrones with your wife. Uh-huh. I'm doing the same with my girlfriend. She's like loving it. We're in season yeah. six, which is, you know, a great season. <sighs> and so I'm just good. like, and but I don't want to like, show her through my facials or any like type of inflection or tone of voice like oh yeah but don't worry don't they'll ruin that she knows though right she has to know like how can you live in this sort of pop culture environment where people talk and not have heard about how bad she's just asked me and then i feel like it's unfair of me to answer truthfully because she's like so i haven't read like why but i know that online there's pretty much a anti season eight especially the finale sentiment is was it as bad as people said it, it was and i'm like oh yeah it sucks because then well then just stop the show right now because then why are we doing this yeah i want her to be able to judge for herself but that's fair yeah so anyways but all you that can also t- set the bar really low so maybe she'll actually enjoy it more yeah but all that to say it's been a joy to rewatch game of thrones but i i know what you're saying i remember just like what what could you possibly do hbo or the powers that put this mm-hmm. one together to make me come back around and it felt like they really had to earn our trust back because it sort of felt when they were announcing that they have this new show it felt like a bit of a money money grab right like they were just trying to 
um, ride that wave and and then bring back that money that brought that they brought in with with Game of Thrones. And so I I was sort of I wasn't really looking forward to it. That's a fair assessment. But I'll, but, I'll but be the first based one. on principle yeah. and being the Game of Thrones, despite the way it ended, is probably still my favorite show of all time. That and Breaking Bad, right? Um, Which definitely stuck the landing on Breaking Bad. Oh, cool! Is that a new thing? Uh huh. Yeah, no one's ever said that. <laughs> no, they did for sure. They killed it. Um, yeah. So I was watching with guarded skepticism. Yeah. Uh, guarded optimism in in the same vein. And as this show progressed throughout, what, all 10 episodes was it? It was 10 episodes. I'll just say that. Something like that. Yeah. Nope. Eight. Nope. 11. I don't 11. know. Okay. It was however long it was. It's been a minute since I finished. You're the one who just finished it. You should know this. Um, I wasn't paying attention to any of it. It undid any feelings of resentment or hesitation as the season progressed that might have been done before. And even though, yes, it's a shared world and it's a, a prequel of sorts, it's not from the same showrunners, uh, different writers, different cast. Mm-hmm. So there's enough for me to say they're trying to distance themselves yet relate back into it. So by the time this show ends, whenever it will end, might be a handoff right into what we knew of Game of Thrones. That would be cool. And they've shown well, that Well, but not... it's a couple hundred years. Well, I guess they could. Yeah, though. but look they how could... much they jumped in the first season alone. Well, yeah, uh, probably like 20 years. I'd say 20-ish years have been covered. Now, the show was not without its problems, but overall, a resounding success for me as a fan. Uh-huh. Uh, way more good than bad. And the few things that uh, that I didn't like weren't deal breakers. I wouldn't say they were bad. Mm-hmm. There's just a few things I'm like, I wonder if that could have been done differently or I didn't quite vibe with that for like right. another term like there was no dis there was no decisions that were made that you were like why would they ever make that decision why would they ever write that there were things that i like i don't i did not like the t- the time jumping the time, it, that's um yeah. and i didn't like the casting changes with the Mid-season. casting changes changes with some and not with others right was a bit of it just threw me off and I think this is a very popular sentiment. I don't think like we're just going out of our way to nitpick this. I think if you pull almost anyone who watched this show, that'll be the th- that will be yeah. the thing that is just like, well, that was kind of stilted, or yeah. that was kind of like a yeah. little start stop. Um, but that being the case, I thought the acting was phenomenal. It was. Um, I thought the exploration of some of these houses that we've only heard about or never really quite got to know about were really great. I thought this was very much a developmental season as you know first season pilot run should be setting us up for some really cool things to come i yeah there wasn't much i mean this reminds me of the first season of actual game of thrones yeah where there it's just a big setup there yeah there was really not much action i remember i remember there was a big battle and right when the battle was starting they cut away right and then they cut back to the battle when it was all over and everybody was dead on the ground that's what game of thrones did in first season that's what that's that's what i'm saying oh you're saying but yeah. yeah and what i'm saying well, is like i remember thinking to myself then. then i was like you know what i wish they would have shown that battle but it doesn't totally bug me because at the time in this first season specifically it was all about the characters and the story and it wasn't really about the action and the battles yeah and i felt that was the case here too there was so much story to be fleshed out over these 20 plus years 30 years maybe and um, really very little action, and that was okay with me. 
But I think that you're right. They're setting it up for something that you can start to see these warring families and factions start to emerge. And that will lead into what I hope in future seasons becomes kind of more like what Game of Thrones was, where things become more action-packed as they go. Yeah. This had a lot of similar feelings and thematic uh, driving points that the first few seasons of Game of Thrones had. You know, uh, a king is dead. Mm-hmm. Who claims warring family? Uh, your kid's a bastard. Uh, you'll die for that. A lot of similar feelings, but it felt like an exclusive, almost exclusive to these characters mm-hmm. and their their timeline. That I didn't just feel like it was just a, a rerun. I was confused at first. I had to educate myself. I thought they were just basing this all on nothing. Kind of what I felt like Rings of Power was based on. Uh-huh. Even though you said, no, it's book based on the, the books. But I'm like, yeah, but they took a lot of liberties. This book is actually based on Martin's works. On, uh, I believe, uh, Blood and... Oh, shit, I'm going to remember. He did a prequel book, is okay. what I'm trying to say. I almost picked it up at the bookstore, but then I'm like, you don't read. So he did a prequel? Wait, has he even finished the full Game of Thrones series yet? So I don't know if, when this prequel was done. I don't know if oh, this okay. was done where this is an actual timeline of okay. things. And I'm almost confusing myself saying it. I know what I'm trying to say. The show, And the real fans are going to be yelling at their speakers right now. Like, you should know this, but no, we don't. No, and that's okay. <laughs> because, you know, I don't have time to do everything we end right. up talking about yeah. as a completionist, you know. Sometimes uh, I'm 40 now. What can I do? My memory's going. Right. Yeah. Um, Happy birthday, by the way. Thanks. You too. Yeah. Yeah. You'll be 40 eventually. Soon. Yeah. Um, but it was so much fun to see like, oh, this is what this looked like 172 years ago. If you remember that opening uh, text, it said 172 years before. A long, a long, long time ago yeah. in a kingdom far, far but away. But like we get to see Harrenhal, that cursed place, uh, and why it now in Game of Thrones timeline mm-hmm. is cursed and in ruins because... You know, it got firebombed mm-hmm. by, uh, oh boy, is that the new Littlefinger? That guy with, I'm forgetting his name. The guy now. with the cane? Yeah, the Yo, club yeah. foot. Yeah, He's yeah. kind of like the new Littlefinger. I can see that. Not yeah. new, but old, <laughs> new to us Littlefinger. Um, you can see some characters coming forward as similar as what we saw in Game of Thrones at some point. Yeah. Right? But I mean, that's what happens when you're writing a story. There's always like the good-hearted one, the the jerk the schemer you know especially in sort of a a a complicated multi-character story like this you're gonna have all types so one of the things that uh game of thrones did and i'm again just not saying i read the books because i could say well and then i could hear someone being like well that's the way he's written the book i'm sorry i didn't read the books but it felt like the especially the first few seasons of game of thrones made it very clear good guys bad guys Maybe a few Shades of Grey characters like Varys and Littlefinger, even though you knew he was scheming. Um, this show, everyone has something, if yeah. you look hard enough or not even so hard enough, to be balance them out. You know, be like, yeah. like, oh, clearly this is our main character or this is this character, but yet they're shitty people. Like, everyone's shitty, but just who's less shitty? Everybody has shades of gray. Now, there are some that are, like, on the better side, like Viserys, King Viserys. He was who, pretty much the only one who tried to be tr- true and good. Yeah. yeah. So he was good, good-hearted, good yet had we, had problems with alcoholism and, and, and challenged with figuring out how to relate to his daughter. But all those are small compared to, like, say, his brother, you know, Damon, who was really set up to be the villain 
at the first half of the season. Right. But then he ends up showing some complexity and like tender hardness. But then mm-hmm. you're like, but wait, this same asshole who now I'm rooting for bashed his wife's head in with yeah. a, a jagged rock. Yeah. But yet then he comes to his niece's defense. And you're like, yeah, good for you for standing for your woman. But oh, fuck. Right. She's your niece. Yeah. You fucked her and had kids with her. Like it's it, there's just the, the dichotomy of like all the, the spider webs of people's personalities and wants and desires. And remember, I remember in the second to last or the last episode, you know, when he's like, what are we going to do? We need to, you know, when he's talking to Rainier and he's like, we need to do this. And she's like, I'll not do this. And he chokes her. I'm like, ah, you fucking abuser. Yes. He hates women, but loves himself. But he was by far and away the character I gravitated towards the most this season. Because you're most like him. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. No, he's, I think Matt Smith stole every scene that he was in I didn't mean, he, he feel like the embodiment of what we've come to understand of a, as a targaryen because yes. really you remember yes. the targaryens we only meet three targaryens in the full eight seasons of game of mm-hmm. thrones the bitch brother who you know gets his crown in the first season of course daenerys who they wrote into oblivion and don't forget the old aemon targaryen who was the uh the maester at um castle black the blind one yes yeah um too many Aemons, by the way. Like, they need to get some that, new names. That was another thing. The Aemon, the Daemon, the Aegons. Which also is was actually a story plot. How it kind of changed the queen, Queen Alicent Hightower. Yes. It changed her perception of what the king wanted when because the, when the king was all sick and started talking about Aemon's birthright. And that's and, the original one. Yes. He, like, even he met the old yeah. ice and fire story that he, the that guy he was who telling Renera. Yeah. And, uh, and she mistook it. And I, I think she, I didn't think she mistook it. I think she knew what he was talking about oh, I and don't she think twisted so. it. No, I, I really think that she thought he was talking about her son, Amon. Maybe. Because, yeah, that's, But that's... Rhaenyra knew the truth because that had been something he had said when he was coherent to her yes. many times over. Rhaenyra did. But yeah. in this conflict, it's not like the queen and, and Rhaenyra ever talked and, and, She's like, well, why do you think this now? And he, well, he told me on his deathbed that Eamon had a dream, or, you know, like that whole thing. I think, but that, see, I still think she knew that that wasn't really uh, what he was referring to. Because then, why was she in such a rush? Like the next day, we got to get this guy coronated so no one will challenge, you know, his claim to the throne. Because she knew that Rhaenyra actually knew what her father meant, hmm. and then they've become such bitter rivals. I didn't take that it that she, way. To, but, and that's, I guess that's, it's open to interpretation. That's writing, and right? that's, that's, yeah. I took it as, as she was, she was almost ready to give up the crown because she called Renera queen yeah. in the dinner and they were being really nice to each other. Oh, and the family dynamics right. and the cousins talking which, shit to each other. Which, that was a good scene. Yeah. But like they, I, I, I felt like what you were seeing was the queen start to give in and say, okay, fine. If this is what my husband, the king, wants and has been saying for decades that he wants, then you will be queen. Your son will be king. Um, but then on his deathbed, he was telling this ice and fire story, sort of. While he's basically hallucinating. While he's hallucinating, he's sick, he's whispering. So it's not coming out right. Right. And what she's hearing is that Amond is the true king. The, the sex offender. Yeah, 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 and who doesn't want it? Who, by the way, they changed his. Uh, yeah, sorry, that, side that, note. No, but yes, I agree. They changed him twice as a youth, and they didn't need to. He looked the same age as as the older one. Yeah, it it just 
just from here on out, just keep them the way they are, unless yes. you have. Or find somebody who's of the right age for they when can they're play older, their whole age and range. then just do a digital like thing to make them look younger. Sure, it's working for Harrison Ford with the new Indiana Jones right now. Oh, I can't do wait. it. You know, so I just I felt like the the changes of the they were a little abrupt. Were abrupt, and I loved young Renera. I thought she was oh, she so was, good. Did you watch the after episode? No, uh, I didn't watch. No, she's just like this goofy little kid. Is she? Yeah, she's really. She was just had this odd sweetness to her. I would have liked, and granted, I don't know how far in advance they storyboarded. Mm-hmm. If it's all going to be based on the book, or if they're going to take liberties, how many seasons they intend to be, blah blah blah. These are things I'm not privy to. But wouldn't have just imagine a scenario where they just make a character change at the end of season one. And then season two starts with her as this now Emma Darcy who mm-hmm. uh, who played Rhaenyra. That would have worked better for me. It was just like totally. It was just on like all of a sudden episode five and the next episode. Oh, by the way, I'm an adult now. I would have been absolutely still okay horny with... for my uncle. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I would have been totally okay with them stretching out that story that first half of the season. I, I feel like you could have made a eight episode full season with that. Yeah, me too. And then the second part of the season, I would have been okay with a stretched out. Yeah. you know, older version of everyone. Um, but to their credit, they didn't try to just, I mean, well, and they're probably trying to follow the books. Yeah. Um, but you know, they didn't, uh, Harry Potter this and yeah. try to, st- uh, no, here's a better one. They didn't the Hobbit this <laughs> and try to stretch, stretch it out too much. Yeah. So I, I appreciate that. I, uh, I, th- I feel bad for Allison because she's caught in two worlds serving, her family that was forced upon the her, high basically. Towers. And then her psychotic, though very reserved, her father reminds me of like a prequel Tywin Lannister. Mm-hmm. Strong, not violent himself, but knows how to, you know, make people around him do what he wants. Not through force, but through sheer will mm-hmm. and intimidation. And super smart, a bastard, mean to his his kid, or uses his kid. Remember Tywin? Oh, absolutely. Was, yeah. When she was, what, 14? He was like, Go, uh, why don't you go hang out with the king? See, see if you have anything in, in, in common with the right. king. Yeah. Yeah, and just totally treats his daughter like a pawn. I can't wait for what I hope will be the day she finally stands up to him. Mm. She's tried a few times, but then he just outmaneuvers yeah. her psychologically and has that almost like abuser's edge over her. And yeah. I don't like it, yeah. but I'm compelled by it. She'll one day shoot him with a crossbow while he's pooping. Yeah. Yeah. And then choke out a whore. <laughs> yeah. Ugh. Good memories of season four. Another thing that just slightly felt a little undercooked for me mm-hmm. is some of the deaths. There was actually not too many deaths, too much death in this show, at least in the front-loaded season. And I appreciate they were more drama-based and, uh, excuse me, and I can appreciate that more of the, the drama that I felt was based in storytelling and excellent dialogue and writing mm-hmm. and just the way these characters were uh, brought to life. But when they did show like a death, like um, the, so, there's the the brother and the sister, the guy who didn't really die, but the one who staged the, his death, the gay one who moved basically overseas with his yes. So lover. was yeah. that Larry? Oh. So for instance, there's Lenor, I believe, the guy who was promised to Rhaenyra and married, mm-hmm. and, you know, and they weren't compatible. And see, that's another thing. She's shitty for staging his death 
but also good for not actually yeah, she plotting actually to murder him. And but she then, said she's a good guy, and you know, she yeah, she, do that. she's like, hey, parted ways. But then she would still have her parents. His parents believe that he's dead, right? And well, who knows if they go and start a war because of that she did tell his mother that she's like, I swear, I had nothing to do with it, so, which is a lie. But well, yes, it's a lie to protect a lie. Yes, exactly. <laughs> but um, like uh, when his sister, who was then uh, the family tree is really branchy. Right, this first season. But then his sister, Lena, who we didn't really get to know anything about, except she was promised to and uh, uh, bred with Damon for his two daughters. Yeah. Remember, she's dying. Oh, man. By the way, childbirth, death? Oh. It's like, it's a guarantee in this season. Whether the baby dies or the mom dies. But yeah, shit. and I, that's actually one thing I want to talk about. Well, well, we'll hold get on. There. I'm, I'm not we'll done, get there. Yeah. honey. Um, but then when she then basically is like, no, I'm a Valerian which is like, you know, early world Targaryen. We share the same Valerian blood, blah, blah, blah. I'm going to go out on my terms like a badass and I'm going to have my dragon, even mm-hmm. though he doesn't want to. I'm going to give him the command to kill me. And it was a very dramatic death, but then it felt not really substantial because I'm like, well, we didn't really even get to know her. They just kind of torpedoed it. You know what I mean? Right. It would mean so much more if that was someone we developed a relationship with. Right. And I felt like kind of some of the deaths were just like, oh, okay, well, that person's died but i didn't hardly even know them i which one were they again you know and i think that's just more emblematic of a very widespread family tree in this show right in the it did seem like even though there's so many characters in game of thrones we had a little bit more time to to build yeah i feel like they're on a fast track this time around well especially in the season where you are have 30 years in one season you know in 11 episodes it's very fast tracked. Yeah. And then you, you, especially when you go from one episode and you jump to another and then all of a sudden it's like, oh wait, I'm seeing older people. Who is that? And you, have, you spend an entire episode and even more when you see more people and they are get getting older. Yeah. You're, you're wondering, you, you, I guess what I'm trying to say is that you're taking so much time trying to figure out who that character is as an adult. Yeah. And then... And then also wondering whose kids are those now, <laughs> because there's new kids that you sometimes and they're lose. on the block, the, right? New kids yeah. on the block, exactly. Yeah. And and so you kind of lose a little bit of the story. Like you start, you you almost are paying less attention to the story because you're just trying, you're to, trying figure to figure out, out who is a character and who belongs yeah. to who. Who is a bastard who was born from this relationship? Yeah. Yes, it wasn't. So don't introduce too many. It wasn't bad, but no, it wasn't. I would just like for them not to introduce then super more new characters in season two. How about just let's focus on really getting behind some of basically anyone who's not Alicent, Rhaenyra, or Damon Because yeah. we have a pretty good feel for who those three are. They're like your three major players now that Varys is gone. Um, by the way, Viser- Viserys, excuse me. Uh, he was so good. Yeah, the actor he who was played really him. good. And especially in that last episode where, you know, and he pulls it together for dinner and, you know, he makes it out and then his brother, like, props him up. I was just like, I felt something. I was like, dude, this guy is struggling, but yet he still wants. And that was his dying wish is like, please get along. Yeah. But I, how do you make sh- shitty people get along? Which is what a dying father would want, right? Yeah. The last thing he would want out of everything is, well, two things. One, to be remembered, which he does talk about. Mm-hmm. And then two is to have his family get along. And and so I, I that there was something about that scene where they're all having dinner that actually felt... Like we as everybody else, no matter what year you're in, 
can relate to that. It, it, I was just going to say, it, it did feel relatable. It feels just very relatable to a Thanksgiving dinner, where right, where some people might be fighting. And then, you know, one of the grandparents are just like, stop. On my behalf, stop fighting. Get along. And you're like, okay. Sorry, At least sorry, I'm grandpa. alive. Yeah. But then, no, he dies. And then he dies. Um, how excited are you based on the finale and then also this dude's look? They're just making him look like a true Targaryen villain for the developing second son, Aemon Targaryen, who now stole Lena's dragon, Vagar. Am I getting that right? What is... No, Aemon is the younger one. Who... Or the, the firstborn one. No, Aegon's the king. Oh, Aegon, not The little Aemon. sex offender right. who doesn't want to be king. So that's Aegon. Yes. And, and then, then there's Aemon. Aemon is the one with one eye. Who's nephew to Daemon. Yeah, okay. Yeah, and he got his eye cut open, and then his dragon ate that same kid. Who did it? That was that was crazy. tense. Yeah. Well, that was intense. You knew something was going to happen. I didn't necessarily know that he was going to just become, yeah. you know, dragon food. But that was that was a, a very Game of Thronesy thing to do. Yeah, just to end the season with something like that. But I'm not surprised because you, I, you know, my Emily and I were my Emily, my Emily. Oh, yeah, she's not, my Emily. Yeah, not your Emily, but um, my Emily. <laughs> Emily and I were watching it, and I remember saying something along the lines of like something bad's gonna happen and she says like well they're kids they're not gonna kill kids and i was like uh have you watched i was, I was, like, I was like yeah we've literally just saw somebody have a stillbirth they're not gonna kids be afraid to ki- kill time. a 12 year old and um i was not pleasantly surprised to see that that's exactly what happened yeah it was kind of cool though because it wasn't aemon killing was it was this one jace i can't remember he was one of the strong yeah, see, boys because his dad was actually a strong, yeah. but, um, you know, they had to keep the illusion. Um, yeah, Game of Thrones, your hair, you can't hide it. Your hair well, specifically within your, the Targaryens yeah. are very specific on their hair. But one thing that really just felt like a good reminder since this is centered around dragons, you know, if you will, they're still wild animals. They can train them. They can, you know, uh, cage them. But, you know, it was the little dragon, even, you know, he told him, no, just keep riding. Mm-hmm. But the dragon felt threatened, so it right. spit fire. And then the big dragon's like, oh, okay, well, you attack me, I'm attacking you back a hundred yeah. times. And, yeah, that was just, like, such a reminder that we can't control them. And I say we being now. Humans. I'm, yeah. And, and it was, that should be a big, like, theme coming up. They can weaponize them, but at the end of the day, it's still wild an- wildest of animals. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was such a good reminder that... You know, no one controls these. No one has domain over these. Yeah. Even when, uh, when the you know the cards are down, they're going to do what they're going to do. Mm-hmm. And that was such a, a, a feeling of excitement. I wasn't excited to see the kid die, but it was just like cool. Something's cooking here now. Mm-hmm. And well, and you know, the, the, like everything was starting to brew a little bit, and like things were starting to kind of be on a razor's edge. And then he kills. He literally just has his dragon bite his. Uh, you know, the dragon and the 12-year-old or whatever he, he was 14. is, 14, yeah. just gone. They're yeah. just dead. And you can just see in his face, he's like, oh my God, I just started the war. Yeah. That's going to start it. No matter what, no, that will start a the war. The water was simmering, but now it's boiling and over. And now Rhaenyra, it's like, she's trying to hold everything together and she was doing a pretty good job. And I, I actually appreciated the way they kind of touched on that about how she's holding the realm together. And, yeah. Um, that's out the window. You killed her kid. She is probably going to be like out for blood now. Yeah, and this is technically her brother, even though they never showed a closeness because they were generations apart, and he was from a different mother or half brother, I guess, 
you know, from a different mother. Mm-hmm. So hmm. it, it just kind of makes me almost sad that the most interaction they're going to have is as enemies, not as an actual family members. Yeah. This is great because I love that we're going to get to know more about the Targaryens because, like I said earlier, we only knew three Targaryens and everything we knew about the Targaryens as a history in Game of Thrones, its run, was mostly just told, though, you know, the Mad right. King or your brother Rhaegar. I hope this show, by the time it, it timeline jumps to a, it's where it's going to land, we get to meet a real-time Rhaegar, not like a flashback mm-hmm. from Bran, you know, because he's, you know, talked about. And obviously, we're still a ways off, but I don't know if this show is going to plan to get to that point. Like just take us right to the finish line where we hand off to, you know, uh, Viserys because that was her brother. Yeah. uh, And Daenerys. The problem is if they do that, they're time jumping so much that they're completely, completely recycling all the characters. Sure. Whereas in Game of Thrones, there's even, I mean, yes, everybody got older, people died, but you're still following some of the same, you know, Jon Snow, for example, like throughout the whole thing. Yeah. Um, and so, and I think cutting away to a time that's a hundred years later, you lose all the other characters. Um, it might kind of make it feel disjointed. So we'll see, yeah. but maybe small little gripe on the way out here. Cause you know, I feel like I've hit most of the, uh, the things I wanted to talk with you about. Part of me just wonders like when it's like 10 years later or something like that. I don't know if it ever came on screen. I think it was just implied through the fact that you know, some character's yeah. age. And again, while like the knight, Sir Christian, stayed the same the whole time. <sighs> he looks the same. He's yeah. such a bitch boy too. Yeah. But then again, he was the first guy to like kind of best Damon. So I was like, oh, I like this guy. Oh, but now he's totally a, a loser. He kind of 360 though. Like, they, oh he no, was he, meant, w- he was looking like He got a, good a little guy. taste and then he was like, I'm the nice guy that walks you to your car and then freaks out when you don't text him back or right. something like that. Yeah. Um, all that to say, when there would be a time jump, I'm like, Okay, but we're seeing like a lot of the contents of one episode ha- transpire in a day, a week. Certainly, there could have been something that happened in the last ten years from this episode to the next. That's that's worthy what, of telling. Yeah. yeah well, so I want to see like the deleted scenes or director's uh-huh. cut. But I understand that they're playing a little loose with the timeline, yeah. especially to us as the viewer. So I just probably don't expect anything to change. Just kind of be like, this is how this show is going to go, and that's okay. And they might not do that again. That yeah. could be the biggest time jump. Jump we get in these in this uh, House of Dragons, House of the Dragon, the Dragon series. Yeah, um, we don't know yet, but you know, the, I'll end with um, one point that I just want to make that you had already talked about how we got a lot of issues with childbirth. We got a lot of uh, focus on what it means to be a woman back then and how kind of literally unfair it was to be a woman even if you're born into royalty it doesn't matter you're just a prop to them you're just a prop right yeah and you'll um, marry this person yeah. so our houses can get wealthy they basically you know no matter what yes you may be royalty and you may be royalty status but you're just supposed to be married away so that we can keep bonds of power and, and you're supposed you. to have kids yeah and i that, that was such a strong theme throughout this entire uh season yeah and i was thinking to myself i sure feel like obviously these are different writers but i really feel like there's got to be a woman or two that helped write this right because they're touching on things that admittingly as a man i'm like i don't know if most men would feel comfortable writing some of this stuff and sure enough i looked it up and 
um, of the four writers that I saw, two of them were two of them were female. So, and I think that's a great representation and a strong voice and voice and making people look at their discomfort. Of course, we would be like, "Oh, I don't support this," but it's like, "Yeah, but look at it." Yeah. And, yes. Yeah. Yeah. And I really thought they did. We just look at it. We just look at it. I think they did a good job of making people face down what they would claim as uncomfortable or something like that. But you know, oh, of course, we're it. all against this, this, or this, but. A visual reminder and um, kind of just I lost my train of thought, but yeah, a, a visual reminder of what we, of course, would you know not subscribe to, just really makes you have the full picture. And it's almost like walking a mile in someone's shoes. As much yeah. as the show could make us do that through a, you know a, a, a lens, mm-hmm. it I, also shows too over the several hundred years difference between this show and Game of Thrones how things have changed, right? Women were able to hold power a little bit easier in the the next 200 years. So it kind of shows that there's actual progress happening over time, yeah. which is interesting. Um, not that it's the same, right? It's very hard for them in the Game of Thrones for a woman to be a powerful figure, but they can still get there. And in this season, it really felt like no matter how good you were, no matter what birthright you had, it, Basically, everybody's going to just try to take it away from you. For sure. Would you say, would you be agree with me um, that the character you're most intrigued by to this point is Damon? Are you enjoying his work the most? Or was yes. there a character that really jumped off the page for you other than him? Um, I, I think the younger Rhaenyra. I think just something about the, her, her stoic, um, but also clever gripiness that she had. Sure. Um, I really, really enjoyed that. I, it got a little weird when she and Damon started hooking up, but um, overall, the character throughout, I think Damon is the most interesting. Yeah. But that's also because he's the most up and down. He's the one who will go super evil and then go somewhat good. A true Targaryen, like, yeah. wants to do good when it's in his best self-interest, but also completely unpredictable. And that's what I think of when I think of Targaryens, yeah. the yeah. way they've set him up to this point. I'm also really digging uh, Rhaenys, the cousin. Yeah. Uh, I think she's very much the sage wise one. And I remember that conversation she had with a young Rhaenyra. And she's like, men would rather see their country burn than a woman rule it or something right. like that. And she wasn't saying that to be hateful to her. She's like, just wise up. This is the way the world works. And well, yet, she's the one who went through it. Yeah. She was proof. And yet she doesn't roll over. You remember, what does she do when she feels wronged? She freaking takes her dragon, comes through a floor, and Mm -hmm. assumably kills a shitload of people. Yeah, I actually appreciated that she having gone through all of the unfairness that a woman has to go through, was able to, even though she hates Rhaenyra because she thinks she killed her son, she's able to still connect with her on a level that nobody else can because she knows exactly what she's going through. And the lady who plays her, especially in full costume, kind of looks like Angelica Houston. Cool. Think about it in your mind. You'll know I'm right. Okay. Yeah. Neat. <laughs> so, obviously, this show is not over. No. I don't know when season two is going to come. I don't know if it's next Tomorrow. year. Oh, wouldn't that be delightful? Um, but what are you giving this show based on the completion of the first season? I am giving this show a nine. I think that it is really good, but also has potential for more yeah 
And there are also some little tiny things like the time jump, like the switching of actors that I just kind of wish they didn't do. I would have been very happy with just putting a little bit of prosthetics on somebody to make them have a few more wrinkles. But that's, those are such minor issues with this whole season, which is why it's not a 10, it's just a nine. Nine is still really good. Yeah, I, I agree. I would give it a nine for the same reasons, point out the same things that just weren't, you know, obstacles for me, but that just didn't quite work for me. Threw you off a little bit while watching it? Very much That's so. the thing. It throws you out of the story. You know what I mean? And then it takes your time to reinvest, even yes. if they're the same characters, yep. as they're being portrayed by different actors. And they sometimes felt like slightly different personalities. A little bit. Particularly Renera. Yeah. Felt, I mean, granted, yes, they're 20 years different, so I, I recognize personalities change. But I didn't feel like there was actually that much to connect the personalities. Mm. But that was just me. That's fair. Yeah. I was cap very captivated, and this show came in with not only being a good show in and of itself, but then trying to distance itself from, you know, the previous uh, series mm -hmm. and the way that ended, which we already touched on, of course, is something that just, I think any Game of Thrones fan would have a, you know, a skepticism about. Right. Yeah. This show was great, is great, and hopefully will continue to be great. But one season uh, down and one... Hopefully more to go. Yeah. All right. I would like to play... For you, please. Very recent, since we're all themed in this episode, uh, the actors, actresses, the people who uh, gave us older, older Rainier and older Allison as this week's awesome or this episode's <laughs> awesome quote in geek history, and it's quite awesome. Okay, this one was popular on the internet three weeks ago. Uh, give a listen. What's your drink of choice? A Negroni. I was going to say the same thing. Magliato. Yeah. Mm. With Prosecco in it. Oh, stunning. Yeah. So I'm going to be honest there. Yeah. I don't know if that's such an awesome quote in geek history. As it is. But I recognize you. It's in my, it's in my you, vernacular. You have a I've sort adopted of a connection yeah. to it. And I am a geek, and so it's now part of my history. Yes. So I'm lending itself to what we sometimes do at the end of an episode. Do you want to talk about how you... Quote this all the time and oh, why stunning, stunning. Yeah, uh, my girlfriend and I, who I watched this show, this was actually her first experience with House of the Dragon. This made this her go interview. Yeah, no, no, no. The, oh. Or wait, I'm sorry. This House of the Dragon was her first experience with the overall Game of Thrones, oh, like, and that's why then we're going back. But it's kind of fun to see her watch it, and we hear things that were lore in House of the Dragon uh -huh. made realized in Game of Thrones, or vice versa. It's mm -hmm. actually, there's a lot of little things. In fact, if you watch Game of Thrones from start to finish, it, I'm now picking up on things. I'm like, they mentioned Dance of the Dragons. They mentioned when, uh, you know, Rain Rhaenyra battled her brother Aemon. And then they uh, there's some spoilers there too. So mm. I'm like, oh crap, I already yeah. know how this show's going to end based on what the words of Joffrey said when he was like talking to um, Queen Marjorie and like pointing out the books in his palace or in his study or whatever. Interesting. So, see, yeah. see, those little details, Look, I wouldn't, be picking up on and i i'm okay with that because I, I don't want them spoiled for me in a way well yeah so well predictions a lot more people are gonna die i think that's a safe prediction yeah cool here's my prediction for you if you are stunning uh you'll email us and let us know what you thought of this episode or anything we've done in the past or you want us to do in the future interact with us randomfandomcast at gmail.com and please uh give a, a rating anywhere you listen to this it always helps us and uh, please feel free to leave a comment on any of those uh, platforms as well. And we might 
What? See it. <laughs> yeah, we we hope to. Uh, we'll be back next time with uh, some year in review stuff. We've got a yeah. lot of content to review, a lot of content to try to remember to not forget, and we're going to discuss it all in like kind of some like little smaller episodes. Uh, so come back real quick. We'll try to get that out before the end of the year. Happy holidays. God bless. Thank you for being a fan of our fandom. And stay geeky. <laughs>